Welcome to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast here on the West Virginia Soccer Association Digital Network. My name is Marcus Cole. Now, before we begin today's show, I just wanted to remind you that once you've had a chance to check out our program, make sure you give our podcast a five-star rating and follow us wherever you get your podcast. That helps you stay up to date on all the latest content from us, and it helps us get the word out to others and let them know that we're providing valuable information for soccer players, coaches, referees, and parents. On the phone with us today is Nick Bellows from USU Soccer. Nick, welcome to the program. Well, Marcus, thank you for having me. Now, Nick, on today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about our foray into esports, which is a, a really growing space uh, among uh, the nation, uh, starting to really uh, pick up some traction in colleges. Um, you know, everybody's online gaming, and, and uh, we're now being able to offer a platform to our players and uh, another member benefit. So why don't you go ahead and first just talk to us a little bit about why USU Soccer is getting involved in the esports space. Yeah, sure. Uh, so USU Soccer's had their eyes on uh, esports for a couple of years now. Um, our conversations have gone back for over a year uh, with directly with Electronic Arts. Um, and Major League Soccer as well. So we've been looking at this space for a while, and then um, even before COVID, it was something that we were interested in. We saw the uh, growth and popularity among our demographic, which is the youth of America. Um, and also as millennials are becoming parents, um, it's really millennials that have actually grown up with video games. Yes. Uh, so we have parents making decisions, but we also have kids who are very interested as well. Uh, but just some key points um, for us getting involved as an organization is that it's um, fast growing and hugely popular with our demographic. Um, it's also, for now, it's specifically with COVID, it's now an opportunity to provide programming online that's 100% safe. Um, and also with how states have been dealing with their sort of health guidelines or regulations, we just really don't know. And we have a lot of uncertainty about programming in general. Uh, so this being 100% online allows us to have it no matter what, uh, which is something that we're confident in providing to all our states. Um, another thing just kind of like strategic is that this is uh, an opportunity for USU Soccer to expand its brand um, and get new members that we may not have uh, in general. So the example I use the most when I talk about this with other states is that um, I grew up playing soccer in the United States, um, played all the way through high school, and then decided not to pursue a college uh, playing time, but I did play intramurals and things like that. And so um, I didn't know what USU Soccer was until I was 24 coming out of grad school. Mm -hmm. uh, despite me having played soccer my whole life. Um, so this program uh, is supposed to expand our opportunities to market ourselves as an association. So it's not just the national office, but it's all 55 of our member associations uh, to offer a new program to have us reach new members and say, hey, you know, that's awesome that you uh, play video games. And there's definitely a place for a uh, physical side of sport and also a digital side of sport. Um, but in case you didn't know, there's a program in your local area based on your skills and abilities. Uh, so it's about how we can reach a new uh, demographic to our programming, but also offer programming to people who are fans of soccer, but cannot participate in soccer for various reasons. So for us, it's about expanding our reach and our love for the game of soccer, regardless if you play in the physical space or digital space. 
Yeah, I think it's a wonderful program. Talk to us a little bit about you. You're going with the Battlefy uh, as your vendor. Talk to us a little bit about why you chose them. Yeah. So uh, during this process, we've been over the past probably six or seven months, we have talked to multiple uh, tournament providers within the esports space. Uh, even though the esports space is relatively young, uh, there are some companies that really stand out above the rest. Uh, and during our conversations, we had um, talked to a couple, we narrowed it down. But after a couple of back and forth conversations with other ones, we decided to use Battlefy. So Battlefy is actually one of the longest providers uh, in the esports space as far as tournament operators. Um, they also manage uh, tournaments for Electronic Arts, which does FIFA and the EA titles. Um, also Riot Games, which is popular for League of Legends. And they also do tur uh, tournaments for Nintendo as well. So when we're looking at this, we're saying, okay, is these huge companies worth billions and billions of dollars are using this company, you know, that says something. Um, and also, because this is a nationwide program, you know, this program scales over all 55 states, we need something that has uh, the scale and capability to handle all that. So for us, um, for example, for Battlefy, you was using is that Nintendo can drop over 20,000 registrations in a single weekend for one of their events. And Battlefy has to then flip it to have a tournament done the next day for bracketing purposes. So that was kind of just like, for them, it was like, oh, yeah, 20, you know, 20 grand of, you know, players, that's fine. No big deal. <laughs> so for them, scale and complexity was not really an issue for them because they do this already. Uh, so that was a very important part for us. Um, another thing is that, again, they work with uh, Electronic Arts directly. And so... Uh, another thing that they have with Electronic Arts is the account linking, which is very important for us. Um, it's a piece of technology that only Battlefy has with EA. And so a benefit for this account linking is that um, if you are playing on Xbox or PlayStation and you change your name, uh, the account linking will still have your data there. And so if someone tries to switch names or do something or try to get around some policies that we have, um, we'll still track that because of the EA account linking. Uh, but the whole part with EA is very important because um, an educational piece that we've had to kind of tell a lot of states is that um, there's a belief that we can just roll out a league and that's fine. Um, and it's very different for the esports space rather than the physical space of soccer. And that's because of licensing. So and at the end of the day, no one owns the game of soccer. Um, it's just it's a, it's a public good. It's a community sort of thing and ownership. Uh, but someone does own the EA FIFA video game. And so there are rules and policies and guidelines that you need to follow uh, based on that IP. And so EA becomes very important because we are looking to get a license in the future. And Battlefy and EA already do that or, um, already. So that's one op you know, opportunity that we want to look into uh, as we start building this program is that the licensing is going to become very important. Why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit more about this first program offering, about registration dates, when the matches start, how many matches do they play? Because I know I've been getting a lot, since we started promoting this on our social media platforms, getting a lot of questions because I think uh, this program is a little bit different than maybe a lot of gamers deal with in playing one or two day tournaments. Um, this is a longer extended period of time of playing, which I think is great. Um, talk to us a little bit about those details. Yep, sure. So um, our schedule right now is that registration will end on July 17th uh, because of uh, more and more states jumping on board to promote the program. We extended it a week. Um, so initially it was like July 11th, um, but then we, which was a Saturday and then we moved it back a week to 
July 18th will be actual games. So registration ends on the 17th. Games will begin on the 18th. Uh, games happen just like in traditional soccer will be happen on a Saturday. So every Saturday you would compete in a single match, which is three FIFA games, uh, which equals in 21 total FIFA games over the course of the seven weekends. Uh, so you're paying less than $4 a game for this program. And our program is mirroring what our membership is very used to, which is sort of the traditional season, which is multiple weeks. You're paying for games over the course of a season. Um, and this program mirrors more the tr more the grass side than actually the esports side because our membership is more used to that sort of style. Um, but most tournaments in general for esports are happening over a single weekend, so you may pay anywhere between five to fifteen dollars for a single weekend, but you may only get one or two games if you're not if you don't do very well. Um, you may get eight games if you do really well. It just depends on how well you and how deep you go into that bracket for the competition. So for us, uh, it's we look at it as like, well, another term is kind of like a gamble, right? You're kind of gambling on yourself to make sure, okay, how many games am I going to get for my $10 if I just do a weekend tournament? But for us, we're guarantee guaranteeing you those games with the money that you're paying. And again, it's a week over week thing. So it's seven weeks total. So you're guaranteed to say, okay, for the next seven weeks, I have a guaranteed spot to go do something um, with this program, which is traditional uh, to our grass side is that when you play rec soccer, when you play competitive soccer, you have those tournaments on the weekends and you know that's going to happen. Um, in traditional soccer, you're not going to say, well, you know, we'll throw in $10 and hope we get a game in the next couple of weeks. Um, for us, it's we want to give that value proposition to the player, especially now during the time of COVID. Uh, some of those programs may not happen. We've seen some states uh, have tournaments scheduled for the end of July, which have now just been postponed due to the increased uh, number of COVID cases because of the next spike. So. For us, we are guaranteeing this online program to be there for the next seven weeks. And that's one of the benefits of this program is that um, it's not really a gamble because you're, you're paying for these games and those are guaranteed. Um, then at the end of the seven weeks, depending on how the bracket is, because again, we don't know the bracket size yet because we don't have all the registrations, but there is a state tournament at the end of that. And so at the end of that sort of week eight tournament, you'll be able to claim a state championship title and the winners get HyperX and Chipotle. And so HyperX is a peripheral gaming company they do mouse keyboards but also headsets and so the headset you actually win is over um, a value of sixty dollars that's great i you know and i think that's a a big point that i really want to stress to our listeners and and those that are thinking about this uh participating in this esports event is the fact that you know that was one of the big questions that came back it's like wow you know eighty dollars to get in on this but i don't think they saw the fact that this is over multiple weeks and and all the guaranteed matches that you're going to get out of this um i just really think that's a big point and and like you said it's a um you know when you play in a weekend tournament you know you may get a couple of games and it just depends upon who's in it and what your skill level is. You might get more, you know, your two might be it, but you know, here it's, you know, you're playing, you're playing every weekend for a while. It's, you know, it's almost like being in a, uh, a season. So, which I, which I think is wonderful. Um, what kind of level of players do you expect to be entering in this league? Uh, so right now this is our first time doing it. So we don't have any historical data. It's really, it's more of a guess rather than anything, but, um, we, we expect more of a recreational slash moderately skilled players. Uh, even though this tournament is open to anyone 13 plus in the United States, uh, we don't expect like huge professionals to come into this or any kind of uh, big time sort of content creators, which are very popular in the space. 
Uh, we more just recreational or skilled, um, so moderately skilled, but we don't expect like a high-end sort of hyper-competitive environment. It's more just a recre structured recreational area where we are moderating it and we have um, set games and set rules and it's going to be more, you know, not hyper-competitive by any means, but it will be competitive in some sense because there is wins and losses, but it's not going to be like a um, a way to sort of, I'm going to be a professional if I win this league. It's it's not that, so, um, but yeah, it's more recreational and skilled, um, but it is open to anyone, so. And I think that's a great point to, that no matter what your skill level is, this is something, you know, that where you can come and you can have some fun and enjoy yourself and, you know, play, if not your favorite game, one of your favorite games with other like-minded people from within your state. Um, I think that's just a, a great opportunity for our members. Um, you know, and, and I mentioned before about, you know, some had the concern with the $80 registration and, you know, you mentioned just about the value of this program compared to the other uh the other things and I, I like i said i just really want to stress that a lot to our listeners and the fact of you're getting you know these 21 guaranteed matches over a number of weeks and and then you got the state tournament after that um i i think is a is a extreme value for the cost of of what uh the entry fee is uh for this event I know one of the other things, too, that a lot of people were concerned about, and, and rightfully so, because um, the online safety portion of this event I know is big with our parents. And what, kind, what can we expect in regards to this esports program as you team with Battlefy? Yeah, sure. Um, and so I, th I think we also mentioned earlier is that um, some associations and some clubs even have done tournaments on their own. And if you look, we've done our research for the past couple months, and especially as COVID started to hit, we started looking at these programs that are popping up. Um, and due to that research, we actually looked at a couple of pages, for example, for esports tournaments that said, nothing is moderated, you know, user experience may vary, yada, yada, yada. Or whenever you buy a game from a store, it says your online experience may vary, even though the game may be rated E for everybody, right? So online safety is a very important part for us. And this is why we partnered with Battlefy because of the scale. And so with that $80, uh, we actually background check every single referee and moderator that works with Battlefy. And they also get the certification, which is equivalent to Safe Sport, uh, which is more for the rec more for like the physical side, but it's not necessarily applicable to the digital side as much. But we do want that same level of certification and verification who are interacting with the players. Um, and also that we are doing multiple ways to sort of lock down the chat more than other tournaments as well. Um, so there really isn't any direct way to communicate with anyone else um, and also any kind of message on the platform we would moderate anyway and we have record of that too so for us we are hiring trained professionals who know how to run esports tournament which is important but also are aware and trained in sort of the player safety aspect as well um, for many kids who are playing video games right now and even some parents may not know this is that they're already playing unmoderated online um, they may be um so, you know, succumb to sort of negative behavior from other people online. So online safety is very important for us. And we that's why there's the cost to this, because we're literally hiring moderators to do this. Um, um, many kids are playing online unmoderated. So we need to provide a safe environment for those players to come in and say, you know what, no matter what, I'm going to have a moderator who's going to be there. So if something bad happens, then I can just take it to this person who's going to be there. It's not a 
you know, random customer service desk where you're going to have to wait or something like that. Um, we hire these professionals to work from Battlefy, and they are trained and experienced to handle not only the operational side, but also sort of the social side as well. And I think that's something extremely important, especially, um, you know, what people expect when they participate in a program from USU Soccer and the West Virginia Soccer Association is the the level of safety um, for their for their participant, you know, the, their youth player, uh, and I think that's extremely important. Um, now, obviously, we have until the seventeenth to register uh, for the uh, for the West Virginia tournament, and uh, talk to us a little bit more. Uh, you mentioned, I think, one of the prizes that's available. Talk to us about your sponsors, and talk to us about the prizes being offered. Yep. So our two main uh, partners for this is Chipotle and also Hybrex. Um, Chipotle is now Chipotle has been really uh, expanding into the esports space. They've been doing a lot of events with Call of Duty recently. Um, so that obviously is not a title that we are interested in due to our demographic. <laughs> so uh, we told them that you know thanks, but no thanks uh, for that particular title. Uh, but they will be working with us for this program. Uh, they're finalizing some pretty big plans for us. Uh, that we hope to disclose pretty soon. Uh, we're just getting sort of the final approval from them. Um, and, the, and the biggest challenge with all this is not necessarily that, it's not that they're interested, it's more of because we do not have a license. Um, so all these events that are happening are actually classified as community events um, as that I mentioned earlier. And so the important part about the community event is that there's very limited um, ways you can commercialize the program mm -hmm. because that's kind of like, that's the point of it is to have a fun tournament for everybody, but it's not meant to be like a huge money maker because EA would say, Hey, you need a license for that. So that's kind of like why things have been a little bit more slow rolling and a little more vague just because we have to go and say, Hey, is, you know, run a buyer team and say, Hey, do we believe this is part of the community guidelines? Um, because if we have a violation of the community guidelines, they could shut the event down. So the important part has been kind of a, a balancing act with us to see what we can and cannot do as far as a community event. Um, but again, once we get a license, some of those opportunities would open up a little bit more. Uh, so Chipotle is, has some some pretty cool ideas that they're uh, running through their team. We're just going to kind of just double check to make sure that everything is good because of this community event guideline. So that's kind of like the, you know, it's not like that we're trying to be vague on purpose, just that we just want to make sure we're doing right um, by everybody who's involved. So Chipotle is on board. They're presenting. They're the presenting sponsor for this event, and they've been doing a lot of stuff in the esports space. So we're excited to see the final product from them. Uh, but the big thing from us is that we actually reached out to a brand new partner, which is kind of cool, uh, which is HyperX. So if we were to have just traditional grass program, this is a company that we've never ever worked with because mice and keyboards and headsets don't really apply to the physical soccer space. So with the brand new esports program, we're actually able to go out and venture to, to new companies and talk to them and work with partnerships. And so. HyperX actually is offering um, a headset for every winner in every state for every bracket. So they offered us 110 total headsets because we have Xbox and PlayStation for every single state association that the champion from that state will be given based on their platform. So they're like the first time we, we talked to them, they're definitely on board with our program. And so they're super nice to partner with us and give us these headsets for the championship winner. This headset could be between anywhere between $60, $70. So it's, a, it's a definitely a higher quality headset than maybe some you know, generic ones that you would get. Um, HyperX is also a big name brand within the esports space. So we're excited for this program and uh, the opportunities and prizes that HyperX was able to offer us. 
Well, we're certainly excited about the uh, eSports opportunity here in the state of West Virginia with USU Soccer and the West Virginia Soccer Association. Of course, if anybody is interested in getting more information on how to enter the event, uh, all you have to do is go on any of our social media platforms from Instagram to Facebook to Twitter to Snapchat to TikTok, um, even our website, wvsoccer.com. Dot net. You'll be able to find out more information there on how you can enter uh, this uh, great community event uh, uh, that we're partnering with USC Soccer. Nick, I certainly appreciate you taking the time today to come on our podcast and uh, talk about esports with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. And I hope that uh, everyone sort of listens to this and has a little more answers to some questions they have. And I hope that. Um, but this is a good resource to them. But if you have any questions, definitely let us know, and we'll do the best to get back to you as quick as we can. Absolutely. And thank you for listening to the West Virginia Soccer Association Beyond the Pitch podcast here on the West Virginia Soccer Association Digital Network. Now that you've heard our show, make sure you give our podcast a five-star rating and follow us wherever you get your podcast. We'll be back next Thursday with another episode, so we hope to see you next week. Take care.